two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? Iowa. This is The Big Fib. And now here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the eye-opening perspicuity of truth and the refracted and blurry degeneration of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for live in-studio audience. Don't move, Deborah. I don't want you to get hit with this flag. That is an enormous flag, Lisa. What are you doing with it? I'm practicing for the robot color guard tryouts. Wow, you mean like the flag twirling teams that perform with marching bands? I had no idea there was a robot color guard. Well, of course there is. Now, if you could just step back, I'm trying to master this super cool move where I spin the flag in circles over my head. It's called the helicopter of death. Uh, no, I, I don't think you should do that indoors, Lisa. Plenty of room here, Deborah. Now back up a little further, okay? No! Oh, okay! Ooh! Oh! Uh, we didn't really need those speakers anyway, did we? <laughs> okay, well, at least no one got hurt. Well, it hurts to think that I might not be cut out for the robot color guard. Don't say that, Lisa. You, you just need to practice a lot, uh, outside. I guess I do need more room to do the cone, stir the pot, flag double toss, the old around the back and up the back. Yes, that that definitely sounds like a routine best practiced outside. So while we're indoors, why don't you tell everyone how our game works? Okay. Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. Because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. I mean, we put it on a (laughs) t-shirt. What are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about vision. The ability of the eyes to see object and perceive color, brightness, and depth. Lisa, how do robots process vision? Oh, uh, we use computational imaging to process objects reflecting light. Oh, that sounds similar to the way humans work it out. (laughs) Yeah, except that the super speed of a powerful computer makes robot vision far superior to human vision. Okay, then let's see if you can tell us who our contestant is today. I'll try. Thank you. Our human child contestant is a nine-year-old who loves role-playing games and is working on a pitch for a video game, Jasper Kennedy Azim. Hi, Jasper. Hi. Hi. How are you today? Good. Excellent. I want to hear about a lot of these things, this role-playing games. What role-playing games do you play? Well, I play D&D with my family, and I also created we were playing a game about mythology. Woo, okay, wait, wait, wait. So the first one was D&D. That stands for what? Dungeons and Dragons. Dogs and other dogs. Dogs and other dogs. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. That's oh, right. do- oh, you play Dungeons. Oh, okay. I play Dogs and Other Dogs. That's super cool. And you play that with your family? Yeah. No, I play it by myself, Deborah. <laughs> I'm sure you. it's very exciting. Jasper, you said you made up a role-playing game. Is that correct? 
Yeah, I cre- I created it based on different gods I've read about for a bunch of different myths. Wow, that's so cool. What's it called? What's the game called? Mm, I haven't fully came up with a name yet. Mm. I have a name. Here's a suggestion. What if you call it gods and other gods? <laughs> you can use that. Yeah, since this D&D, I was thinking of it being G&G, gods and goddesses. Okay, that's good too. Ooh, I like that. G&G, see? I like that a lot. Very cool. And do you play that also with your family or do you invite other friends to play with you? We've been creating characters with my family. That's awesome. That is so cool. So give me an example of a couple of the characters. It's like each player's characters is a kid of one of the gods from one of the myths. Like my dad's doing one from one of the um, Irish myths, I'm pretty sure. Oh. And I think my sister's doing one from a Japanese myth. Wow. You should have Thigor. He's the god of tiny sandwiches. <laughs> what kind of uh, powers would Thigor have? He makes tiny sandwiches, Deborah. Oh, that's it. That's all he does. I see. Sorry. Yeah, well, that's not all he... I mean, you're making it sound like it's insignificant. No, no. But it's super easy to make a big sandwich. Uh-huh. Anyone could do that. Mm-hmm. But a tiny sandwich? Mm-hmm. Delicious. And how do they do that? I don't know. Only Thigor knows. <laughs> my, my mom makes them twist. She just makes big sandwiches and then cuts them up. Ooh, see? Your mom might be Thigor. <laughs> Okay, our first expert is Dr. Robert Hart. Please introduce yourself to Jasper. Hello, Jasper. My name is Dr. Robert Hart, and I am a pediatric ophthalmologist. Thank you very much. Our second expert is Sophie Scott. Sophie, please introduce yourself to Jasper. Hi, Jasper. I'm a brain scientist, and I study how we perceive the world. Very interesting. Okay, then. Well, that's a glaringly telling sound, Lisa. I shouldn't have to tell you that it's hot seat <laughs> Yes, that's what we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Jasper's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Dr. Robert Hart, because his name sounds like Robot Hart, which means he hearts me, which means he loves me, and I love you too, Robert. (laughs) How sweet. All right, Jasper, go ahead with your first question for Robert. Why did you want the job that you have? Mm -hmm. That's a great question, Jasper. So when I was about your age, I started to have some eye trouble and I went to the ophthalmologist and I was really scared because I have what's called a strabismus, which is when your left eye is looking off to the left side. So for me, it looks like I'm looking right at you. But for you, when you're looking at me, it looks like my left eye is looking to the left. And so I went to the doctor and I was really nervous. And my doctor was really, really kind. I still remember his name, Dr. Joseph Michaels at Columbia University. He's the best. Shout out. (laughs) Hey, if you're listening, doc, you're the best. Uh, And he made my life a lot better and he calmed me down and he got me my first real pair of glasses. And Mm -hmm. from that day on, I said, I want to be an ophthalmologist. Okay. Okay. This next sentence for Sophie. What are the different parts of the human eye? So you've got, um, you've got the eyeball itself and it it is like a kind of, it's it's a ball shape. And then at the front, you've got that iris. So the iris is the bit of your eye that's colored. 
and it's different colours in different people. And that's actually surrounding this aperture, which we call the pupil. And behind that, you've got this lens and the lens is held in place by muscles and those muscles pull the lens out or squish it up to focus differently. And then that's sending light. It's all capturing light. It's let in through the pupil. And that goes to the back of the eye where you have the retina. And the retina is actually a bit of your brain that is outside your skull. Come and on. it's sitting at the back of the eye. No, it, it really is. It, it's, it's brain tissue. And it has these light sensitive cells. And the light sensitive cells, when light strikes them, that's sending the information, it turns the information literally through a little chemical change into electricity. And then that's what your brain wants. Your brain deals in electricity and that electrical signal is sent up through the optic nerve to your brain. That's remember you when they say the eyes are the window to part of your brain that's sticking out of your skull. <laughs> I don't think that's the expression. That's an expression, I'm pretty um, sure. Mm, I don't think so. And I'm it is now sure copyright trademark. Okay. I'm wealthy! <laughs> okay, we're going to move on. Jasper? <laughs> okay, this one's for Dr. Waba. How does vision work? That's a great question, Jasper. So vision is really all about light reflecting, uh, and it hits uh, our retina. <laughs> I promise it's not that violent, uh, but it hits our retina. Uh, and then in our eyes, you may have heard of a pupil. A pupil is a tiny muscle and the muscle uh, contracts or dilates and it sends that message to the optic nerve and the optic nerve takes that message to our brains and therefore we can see things. So like if you look at something and you close your eyes, you can still see it. That's because uh, that message was sent through the optic nerve. That's cool. This sounds for Sophie. How is vision in humans different from how it is in other animals? Mm. Mm, finally, asking about robots. <laughs> well, mammal eyes are all very similar. And actually, if we take another step back and look at the wider aspects of the animal kingdom, you find that, for example, some birds like pigeons have got much, much better vision than us. They can see much greater detail and much greater distances than us. It's as if you were sitting in your house and looked out of the window and you saw somebody going by in a car and someone in the car had a newspaper and you were able to read some of the words. Wow. It's that, it's that good. It's extraordinary. So we should let the pigeon drive the bus is what you're saying. <laughs> we probably should. We probably should. Yeah. And then it's, hey, Jenny, you can drive the bus. <laughs> and then it gets different again. If, when, you, when you look at insects, insects have eyes that are very different from eyes like ours. Uh, they're not, our eyes are basically a bit like cameras, whereas insects have compound eyes. So their eyes are made up of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of separate vision detectors, which they build up a picture from. So they see the world very, very differently from us. And they can see all sorts of things. Again, we can't see. They can see all sorts of colours that we can't see. Essence for Robert. Which animals have the strongest vision? I guess it depends on what you mean by strongest, right? So you're just talking about pigeons. Pigeons can see really, really far away. Owls have great vision because they can see at night. I'm sorry, who? <laughs> Owls. Um, <laughs> and then there are some sea creatures that can see uh, really, really close to them. Right. That's why they're called sea creatures. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm going to use that. <laughs> they uh, So they can see really close to them. So their food is really tiny and it's right next to their face and they need to be able to see that. So one example of that is a dratini. Did not know that. Okay. This one's for Sophie. What is the most interesting thing you've learned in your job? Hmm. 
think probably the most interesting thing I've learned is that what we see when we look at the world isn't really what's out there. What? What? I know, right? <laughs> so it feels real. And obviously it's it's largely accurate. You know, you can get to a flight of stairs and you climb up the stairs by looking at them and you don't fall down the stairs. You know, the, your vision is correct. But interestingly, what you're seeing at any one point is like a very, very detailed bit of the world. And as you move your eyes around, you're picking, you're building up a picture of that. But actually, other than what you're directly looking at, we don't see very much at all. So if you were focusing on your finger right in front of your face and something happened around the edge of your vision, like somebody held up their fingers and you had to count how many fingers without looking, you would have real difficulty doing that because it's not like a it's not like a camera lens collecting all the information evenly. It's actually got this very focal point right in the middle and that's what you're always looking at. And that's why we keep looking around the world because that's how we know what's out there. You're actually it's like it's like literally building up a a picture of what's out there via like jigsaw pieces being put together. Whoa. I feel so bad for humans. <laughs> you should. Apparently we can't see very much. Yeah, that's that seems real bad. Yeah. And it feels like we see a lot because our brain fills in all the gaps. It's amazing. Meaning we think we see a whole picture, but we actually are not seeing it. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Is ice cream real? <laughs> there are real things out there <laughs> okay i just wanted to make sure it's it's definitely real because that's what i was doing last night looking at ice cream oh yeah yeah <laughs> closing my eyes <laughs> okay so it would be like if i'm staring at forwards like at the computer yep and there's like something downstairs from me i um it may not be real <laughs> so if you if you like if you hold your finger up right in front of your face what happens then is if although it feels like you're seeing everything around the edges of your vision in fact that's your brain pretty much guessing what's there <laughs> the way that your brain fills the missing information in can be different from person to person i don't know if you remember everybody got very excited a couple of years ago about a dress that everybody thought was different colors and that <gasps> was because there there are individual differences in some in how brains kind of solve these problems it was blue <laughs> it was horrible it was a horrible dress it was a horrible that's the <laughs> And that was the right answer, actually. Who would want to wear that dress? Why are we even talking about it? Agreed. Fascinating. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy, and that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust, Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. 
And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are like really sneaky and you often don't know how they're feeling. And the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. It's time for the Shorts on Fire round, when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Okay, experts, this round will fly by in the blink of an eye. So, Jasper, ask Robert your Shorts on Fire questions now. Go. Fact of fib. You can see your eyes move in a demula. Oh, that's a fact. Just like you were looking at your brown eyes before, you can look at your eyes in the mirror, of course. What is the name of the chart letters that doctors use to test your vision? Oh, that's the Snellen chart created by Dr. Snellen, whose grandson plays in the NBA, Tony Snellen. If your eye is shaped like a football, what kind of vision will you have? Oh, that's called an astigmatism. Which kind of image do we see when we look at a magic eye picture? I see these all the time. They're three-dimensional. Why do we look like we are upside down in a spoon? Oh, why do we look like we're upside down in a spoon? That's because uh, of the way that longitudinal waves reflect. What colors can we see after dark? Uh, If you've ever uh, gone hiking or camping, you'll know that the answer is black and yellow. And that is time. That's all the time. Okay. Okay. Lisa, please reset the timer. Oh, we're going to do another one. Okay. Yes, we are. We're going to ask Sophie some shorts questions. Jasper, please ask Sophie your shorts on fire questions now. What kind of eyes do all insects have? They have compound eyes. Creepy eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Which types of animals can see colors? Primates like us. Birds and reptiles and also insects. When there is a lot of light, do pupils get bigger or smaller? They get smaller. Is too much screen time bad for your vision? The main problem is if you're looking at something really close to you, so too much time focusing on your phone right in front of you is bad for your vision because that's bad for the muscles that control the lens. But podcasts are great. Keep listening. (laughs) Go ahead, Jasper. What colors of cones let you see millions of colors? Well, there are just two kinds of cones, and they're actually encoding four different colors, red, green, blue, and, and yellow. And that all adds up to all the color we see. What colors can bees see that humans cannot? Ultraviolet colors. They can see purple. Humans can't see purple. (laughs) And that is time. Time. We're out of time. Okay. Well, that was some rapid eye movement, Jasper. Well done. Okay. It is decision time. Jasper must keep his eye on the prize and tell us which expert tried to pull the wool over our eyes. Jasper. 
Who is our big fibber? I'm looking at my notes. Please do. Oh, he's got notes. I like it. Sophie. (gasps) Sophie. Why do you think Sophie is our big fibber? Because based on my notes, um, most of the things that Robert said I knew were true. And then Mm -hmm. a lot of them that Sophie said, I thought, like, I I didn't really believe that were true. All right. So you've done a little bit of research and you're also using your instinct. Let's see. Will the actual vision expert please tell us who you are? I'm Professor Sophie Scott. (gasps) Oh, director at the Institute of Cognitive Neuroscience at University College London. That is correct. She researches the human brain and is especially interested in how we communicate with the world and each other. Oh, dear. Well, there were a lot of things that she said that sounded pretty crazy and outrageous. So let's so that's fair, Jasper, that you were confused. They say that hindsight is 2020. So let's do some fact checking. Sophie, how did Robert make a spectacle of himself? Robert got the the anatomy of the eye incorrect. Oh dear! So the the pupil is just a hole. Ah, uh, it's, it's just a, a hole. And the, it's it's surrounded by muscles, uh. and then the lens is surrounded by muscles, and the retina is is at the back of the eye. Oh no! Mm. Oh man, I'm. I was just going to start working out my pupil. <laughs> All right. Well, then, let Robert, let's see. Robert, how did you try to blur the truth? So uh, sometimes the animals that I, that I talked about weren't real. Oh. Like a, a Dratini is a Pokemon. <gasps> uh, yeah, I, yeah, I knew I knew that from somewhere. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I was worried. I was like, if he, if he really knows first-generation Pokemon right. from when I was a kid. Oh, <laughs> I'm no. in trouble. I said I called a strabismus. I said that's when your left eye um, is is sort of off center. But uh-huh. a strabismus is when it can be either eye. It doesn't have to oh. just be your, your left eye. Oh my goodness. Let's go back to you said you can see your eyes move in the mirror. Sophie Scott, what say you? You can't see your eyes move in the mirror. And this is going to sound even more incredible than uh, anything else I've said so far. But that's because when you move your eyes, your brain actually turns off, very briefly <gasps> turns off the signal coming in. Come on! Uh, so if you, if you, you know, I'm looking at an iPad now. If I look from, if I look from Lisa to Deborah, I can go from there face to face. But actually in between, I'm not seeing anything. My oh. brain's turning that off. I saw I could see them move but but now I'm remembering like it's not your eyes moving it's just the head moving exactly if you do something which I wouldn't suggest you do do but if you just push one of your eyes very gently with your finger so I know don't do it but if you do (laughs) that's when you'll see it moving Uh, and because that's not a normal way to move your eyes no don't do it your brain doesn't turn off Deborah come over here I want to try something no don't get away from me no (laughs) (laughs) and the Snellen chart it is that is what you call the chart of letters that you look at to test your vision. It is the Snellen chart. Is it true that he has a relative who plays basketball? Uh, no, I sort of work backwards on that one. There's a basketball okay. player named Tony Snell. And I, <laughs> okay. I, I just connected them. Yeah. So that was a lie. And we can't see any <laughs> we can't see any colors in the dark. Is that right, Sophie? Well, you can see black and gray okay. and things. But basically, the the cones, which are the cells in your retina, which are sent, which are you picking up color information. They stop working in low light levels, whereas the rods, which are giving you like information about the edges of things, and, and they basically work in black and white, mm-hmm. they keep working. So colour starts to leach away 
Ooh. even as light levels start to get low. Oh my goodness. That is a lot of information. Fascinating and crazy and mind-blowing, I have to say. But the end of the show is just around the cornea. Okay, sorry. Thanks to our contestant, Jasper, who never lost focus. Thank you to our expert and liar, Sophie and Robert, and to Lisa, our sound effects visionary. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into the Big Fib, where we see no evil when we set our sights on the truth. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa and find out how you can participate. And follow us on social media at The Big Fit Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And now, I'm going to go see some ice cream. No, oh, there it is. I see it. <laughs> talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.